T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. DuPage County Board Chairman Dan Cronin, who's been a guest on this program a number of times, decided not to run for re-election this year. Not surprisingly, that has set up a pretty healthy battle to succeed him. This weekend, we kick off our coverage of this key local race by sitting down with a candidate in the upcoming Republican primary, Pete DeCiani. Hello, I'm political editor Craig Delamore, and this is At Issue. Siani has been a member of the DuPage County Board of Commissioners since 2012. He chairs the board's environmental committee and is vice chair for economic development. Before all that, he was the mayor of the city of Elmhurst. He's also running a printing company. Pete Siani is also chair of the Illinois Autism Task Force. This Republican was first appointed to the task force by Democratic Governor Pat Quinn in 2012 and reappointed by Governor Bruce Rauner. He is the author of Brianna's Law, allowing autism-related services to be covered by insurance. I suspect he can tell us a little bit more about that along the way, but now Pete DeCiani is running to chair the DuPage County Board, and he joins me via Zoom conferencing. Pete DeCiani, good to speak with you again. Good morning, Craig. It's great to be here. Uh, it's always a pleasure to have you. Uh, DuPage County is the second largest county in the state. It's a major player in regional affairs. What could you bring to the leadership of the DuPage County Board? You know, that you're exactly right. We are the second largest county in the state. We're a county with a population larger than seven states of our country. Um, and it's important that we have our next county chairman be able to hit the ground running. As a former mayor uh, who has executive experience, and a, you know, a current county board member with over 10 years legislating on the county board, you know, I am the candidate that can make that happen. Uh, all of my opponents, whether Republican or Democrat, uh, none of them have executive experience. None of them have signed or at the, the front of a check in their life. Uh, none of them have managed uh, budgets over 100 million, as I did when I was mayor. Uh, none of them have managed the police force, as I did when I was mayor. And more importantly, uh, none of them started their own business when they were 18 and built a million dollar business uh, managing their own private side of, of things, which I think is important because we need to understand uh, that, that private side leadership and public side leadership is important in advancing our county. We have a lot of businesses uh, coming to DuPage County. Uh, that's because we've got a lot of good mayors that are recruiting those businesses, such as myself. He went over a billion dollars in economic development in my four years. And those, those were in probably the toughest times uh, to see economic development. 2009 to 2012 
was one of our worst economic recessions, yet I was able to see our city through, you know, a downgrade in credit before I took office to a, leaving office with a triple triple uh, A credit rating and money in the bank. We, we, we tripled our, our reserves and, uh, you know, built a new hospital with over 4,000 employees. I'm uh, very proud of Elmer's Memorial Hospital. I had served on their board of governors before I became mayor. And, and it's a badge of honor to, uh, to have seen that hospital from start to finish. And, uh, and literally uh, brought the first Marianos to DuPage County and, and did a lot of great things to uh, create jobs, help our residents, uh, give them opportunities to make uh, Elmer's the destination uh, place. And I'll do the same thing uh, as chairman of DuPage County. Um, what changes, if any, would you make from the way Dan Cronin has run the county? You know, Chairman Cronin had his, his, had his style, which was more of a Springfield style. He was never an executive uh, before he became to, you know, county board chairman. I've been, I'm almost the opposite of Dan. I, I'm an executive. I've brought people together. I've run things. I'm a very much a collaborator, a uh, strategic thinker. Um, so when I became mayor, for instance, of Elmhurst, I brought in a team uh, of folks uh, to help with my board uh, to set goals and get everybody on the same page. It's something that Dan never did. And I think it's important that we realize, um, you know, crime is a big issue. You know, under Cronin's uh, leadership, we lost 54, over 10 percent of our of our law enforcement uh, headcount and budget was lost under Cronin's administration. And I voted no on all those votes. Um those are things that really divided the Republican Party, in my opinion, and, and put us in a position to lose our majority. Um, so, you know, I'll get to common basic core principles of the Republican Party, public safety being a big issue. We're seeing the crime numbers just soar. We had saw, saw those crime numbers up 15, 20 percent before the last two years. And now we see some things like carjackings up 400 percent, opioid deaths up 52 percent. Um, I mean, these are numbers that are not 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 sustainable and are, are not tolerable, in my opinion, as, as a leader. So, you know, I would I would definitely break those headcount numbers, uh, get it, get our mayors together and, and uh, form a task force and how we can work better together with our mayors who have the largest police forces when you add them up. But it's important that the county takes a leadership role in this issue and is not fighting our municipalities, which has always been, unfortunately, the challenge, you know, when you look at the mayors that are supporting my candidacy, it's virtually the majority of the county of mayors who are endorsing are with me because they want a mayor who understands that the challenges that those local towns, uh, cities, villages face every day. And, and crime is the, one of the biggest issues there. Well, let's talk about what you talked about getting the headcount up. Is it just a matter of putting more money in or is there something going on that has had people who might have gone into law enforcement choosing other fields that needs to be addressed in DuPage? Well, keep in mind, those headcount cuts came before 2018. In fact, my opponent um, was appointed by Chairman Cronin at the age of 29. And one of the biggest votes he did uh, have made uh, was to cut, uh, to help cut that 54 headcount that was cut. The biggest of the three votes was that vote that my opponent uh, voted for uh, and uh, unfortunately, along with the Democrats, uh, those those numbers came to reality. Now to try to get those numbers back when we used to have 400 people test for a, a police test, let's say, now we're getting 30. So it, it becomes a, a very tough task, to, one, to get to the back to the numbers that we originally had before the cuts. Um, and I'd like to even go higher. Um, so it's, it, you know, we're, we had hit with a perfect storm. It's not, a, it's not an easy time to be a police officer right now with what Springfield has passed, empowering the criminal and depowering the police officer 
the liability now put on police officers uh, is extreme and they have to worry about their families. And many, many are leaving the profession and many are not wanting to test to get into the profession. So it's, it's a challenge. Um, when you say liability, uh, uh, some people who are on the side of, uh, of what is generally called police reform uh, would say it's more accountability and is accountability a bad thing? No, I think we need to be accountable. And I was for body cameras before the, the mandate passed. So we're all for accountability. But, you know, my brother, who was a police officer back in 2006 in the state of Illinois, can now be sued um, without any type of um, um, uh, basis uh, for an arrest he had made back in 2006. My brother today is an emergency room physician working in Wisconsin. So there's always been a two-year statute of limitations on police officers, as there are in firefighters and paramedics. That two-year statute of limitations is gone. So, you know, you have to give, you have to protect not only the victim, but you also have to protect the police officer as well, too. And I think two years gives plenty of time for people to make uh, a, an accusation against an officer and have a proper investigation. When you can go back 30 years uh, on a police officer, but not be able to do that on a firefighter or paramedic, to me, that seems excessive. So I think we've seen a huge pendulum shift uh, in, in this issue. And we fought as mayors, as county commissioners, we fought those reforms because we knew this was going to be a problem and it's going to it's going to empower the criminal, which we're seeing now in reality with our crime numbers. Another thing I want to ask you about is uh, since we're talking about funding, um, I mean, unfortunately, a lot of the debate about funding police has gotten uh, lost in the uh, in the angst over the phrase defund the police. But pushing that aside, are there things that the police should not have to do, like dealing with some mental health crises? I mean, are there not some times when it should not be a police officer answering a call? Well, you're, you know, what we find in, when you're a police officer and having been a mayor, um, you know, they are the first line of defense. The reason my brother, my brother today as a doctor is because he saved four or five lives on the job and realized policing wasn't for him. And he later on went to became a paramedic and later went to law school. So they're the first line of defense. They're doing CPR. Uh, you know, now I passed a law uh, after we lost a young lady in our, in our town, 13-year-old Annie Laguerre. I passed a law that uh, police officers can carry epinephrine in the form of an EpiPen now because they're often the first on, on the job, or first on the scene, and they need to be able to, to deduce what the problem is and often apply medical assistance. And, and, and quite frankly, we, we've done a lot of uh, CIT training uh, to help with mental illness. Um, I'm very proud of our police officers. I've actually been on the scene of, of several mental illness situations where they have totally restrained themselves and been very effective. Um, you know, oftentimes you can't call a social worker in to deal with a 911 call um, when the person is ready to kill themselves or, or the uh, domestic when, you know, uh, a husband or a boyfriend has a, a knife to a, a girl's, you know, throat, which we had it now. I had, I had put tasers on our police officers by executive order back in 2009 after we had uh, uh, several police officers overcome by, by a retail theft situation, which ended up at a high-speed chase. And a week later, after I put those tasers uh, in, 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 uh, in order, uh, we had a domestic where we would have had to literally kill a guy, but we were able to tase him and, and because he had a knife to his girlfriend's uh, throat. 
and, and the tase was less lethal and, and we were able to not have to hurt somebody uh, in, a, in, a, in a more severe way. So we're always uh, looking at ways to try to, uh, to, to curtail the situation. I trained our police officers in autism training because oftentimes we're pulling over adults now who have sensory issues. They have sensory issues with noise and sound and light and the traditional um, things that police officers do with the, with the normal person might trigger a, a negative behavior response from somebody with autism. Um, so again, uh, we're trying to uh, train our officers, equip them with the right tools, give them mental health training, you know, and they're always typically the first on the scenes and they need to be prepared. And this is why that job is so difficult. It's easy to judge from the outside when you see somebody's iPhone footage for about 15 seconds. But, you know, when you're actually looking at the whole uh, the whole uh, challenge, it becomes a different uh, different reality. But uh, these officers are often in a tough spot, but they, they do the best we can. I got to tell you, as a mayor, I never had one excessive charge uh, uh, put against a police officer. And I know at the county, uh, again, a very similar uh, scenario. So I pride ourselves. We put a lot of training and resources into our officers, men and women, and they do a great job. And our record of police brutality is zero, you know? So uh, again, this broad stroke against police officers has been very challenging, so. I would think that uh, certainly the recent uh, shooting in the, at the Oak Brook Shopping Center heightened concerns uh, in DuPage about uh, crime. Uh, what can and should the county be doing about that kind of violence? Well, again, we lost a lot of our TAC teams uh, here in DuPage County. Uh, the sheriff's office used to have uh, two TAC teams, one gang-related, one drug-related. Those are all gone because of the headcount reductions. We need to get those back. We need to get the headcount numbers back. And again, working with our, our local municipalities, um, it's important that we you know, share our resources, work together, uh, lend a hand. And what we saw happen that night, and I was actually on the scene with the mayor, uh, was a phenomenal response by DuPage County law enforcement. We had uh, a full ILEAS response, which brought in over 30 municipalities, and we had a merit response, which brought our county SWAT teams in, and uh, and we saw no fatalities. And, and I think... Um, you know, what you saw there was excellent policing, excellent response. And, and I think we sent the message to, you know, to Cook County that we're not putting up with this. Uh, this is not allowable. It's, uh, it's not something that we um, uh, come to DuPage County and want to see. Uh, my father, you know, we moved out of the city of Chicago back when I was five years old. And he brought us from Humboldt Park to Elmhurst and gave us this great place to grow up with great schools a safe community, great police department, great fire departments, and a sense of quality of life that is expected in DuPage. And, and again, the message I tried to send that night was, we're here, we're ready. Uh, we, we will not tolerate this and uh, we will catch and we will prosecute, unlike um, what's happening in Cook County. Um, I've got mayors from Cook County that wanted the annex out of, out of Cook because, you know, uh, the prosecutor there, the state's attorney, will not prosecute the, the typical crimes that we would normally put people in jail for. So that's a challenge. And, and again, they're coming out to DuPage wanting to do those same crimes. We're not going to put up with that. Yeah, and at that news conference, you said that uh, you felt that uh, state's attorney Kim Fox doesn't take crime as seriously as she should. Um, what, are you, what are you specifically pointing to? Because I know I've heard complaints about retail theft and some store owners saying that she's not as hard on retail theft, but I think she might argue that she's spending more resources 
uh, on violent crimes. What is what is your view of what she's doing? Well, I think we're seeing across the broad, uh, across the board uh, challenges uh, from her office. Uh, I, I know mayors tell me that if if the uh, the retail offense is under a certain dollar amount, uh, it's like why even arrest people? And what what message does it send to the criminal? Um, you know, and then we have issues with gun crimes and violent crimes where she's not prosecuting or she'll let the folks out uh, without bail or without bond, I should say. And uh, and they're still roaming the streets. Um, we've got we've had several uh, criminals um, that she's let go. Um, you know, rob our, our local residents, home invasions. We had a home invasion in Lombard where two of those individuals were on ankle bracelets um, and they'd had violent gun offenses uh, and should have been in jail, but uh, but Kim Fox left them out. And and we had, uh, a, you know, a father who was fighting for his daughter's life, uh, get shot and a grandmother that literally beat off an offender with a, with a bat. Um, I mean, that that's something that happened in my district. Um, that's that's not tolerable. And, and, you know, when we have repeat offenders that are constantly on, on the loose and constantly creating more crime inside of our county, when, when majority of our violent crime is coming from outside of our county, that's a problem. And that's what's happening right now. You're listening to WBBM News Radio's At Issue. I'm political editor Craig Delamore. My guest is DuPage County Board Member Pete DeCiani, a Republican candidate for County Board Chairman, and we are talking via Zoom. Uh, I want to change gears here a little bit because we have a couple of other things we want to talk about. Um, one is, is just the county board itself. This is not your father's DuPage County Board, as you alluded uh, in the, uh, in, at the open. Uh, that, uh, you know, when we first moved to DuPage in the early 80s, it was a Republican stronghold of Illinois. Uh, the population's more diverse now. The, uh, uh, the DuPage County Board, as you say, is a majority Democrat now. So talk about the changing challenges on the board and frankly across the county that has, have to be dealt with now. You're right, Craig. We went from a 16 to 2 majority, Republican majority in 2016, uh, after that election to now a seven to 11 minority. And, uh, and that's challenging. And, you know, uh, many of the Democrats I, I work well with, uh, as I have in Springfield and I, as I have as a mayor uh, with, with various aldermen that were on the other side of the aisle with me. Um, but many of them are very much the funding of, of police and of public safety, and they want to re re reappropriate dollars. And, and those I have naturally some you know, significant challenges with. But uh, I think what you're seeing right now is a, is a swing with the Republican Party where we are uniting around the common principles of the Republican Party, which is, which is public safety. And, and even the wins on the Democratic side, I think, you know, uh, you know two, two, three years ago, it wasn't cool to be a Republican because we were, we were the party of Trump, so to speak. And when that's not really the reality for most of us, but now, now, now with crime the way it is, uh, you, know, you know, people are like, wow, we, we like the Republicans because they want to keep us safe. And it's their number one issue. So, uh, you know, I think uh, you're seeing more committeemen join the Republican Party, you more younger people, more women, more diverse people. We've got judges that are running that are, 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 are female Indian judges and Latina uh, females. And I, I think we're seeing a party that's getting reinvigorated. And I'm very happy to see that because I'm I was always one of those younger ones that, that you know, had creative ideas on health care and and how we could do more as a party and not necessarily be the party of no, um, as oftentimes the Republican Party is, is looked at, but be the Republican Party of let's keep you safe. 
Let's keep your taxes in check through economic development and let's take care of our people. And those are my three, three principles. And I, I always say, if we don't take care of people, we're going to lose as a party because at the end of the day, in a general election, you know, the majority of the people want to know that those bases are going to be covered. We're going to take care of our seniors. We're going to take care of our veterans. We're going to take care of our mentally ill and the people with disabilities. And I think I have the best proven track record of doing that, having served in the nonprofit world for over 20 years, 10 years in leadership, running the largest children's charity, and now, you know, 14 years in government. I can, I think, really mend and, and blend the, those two uh, characteristics, you know, the laws that I've written which have reformed our state and reformed our country. Brianna's Law is law in 50 states today. You know, we were the third state to ensure autism. Uh, so I think, again, bringing people together around a common core good policy uh, is what makes me different and makes me unique to the Republican Party. Are and that's saying, why I think I'll be the best. Are you saying that the, that the tensions that seem to be playing out across the country uh, of some Republicans who are very much still behind Donald Trump and what he stands for versus some who say we need to be bipartisan, we need to work together. Um, are you saying those tensions don't exist in DuPage? Well, I, I think I think there's always a, a, a bit of a struggle, but I think we're trying to put, um, you know, uh, 16, 18, and 20 behind us and, and move forward as a party, unite around our common principles. Um, and that's, again, that's, you know, public safety. That's, that's economic development to keep taxes in check. And uh, those are the things I think that are uniting us as a party. Um, you know, it's nice to have, you know, fresh leaders and young people coming in and people that are um, wanting to get involved more with their government because they see what's happening now. Uh, you know, with, with our new administration, you know, and, and all these laws that have, have empowered the criminal and depowered law enforcement and, and the result and inflation and things that are just not not uh, doing well with our society. I, I have people who are Democrats who are you know, my my candidacy because they know I'm a champion of people, but yet I'll keep their family safe and I'll keep their taxes in check because they know how to run government and, and, and are and fertile in DuPage County, creating jobs, creating opportunity versus, you know, what they're seeing in their own party. So I think there's a struggle, you know, naturally uh, on both sides of this. But I, again, I think right now the, the Republicans are really gaining momentum. Uh, our principles are, are, are strong and, and unfortunately the crime is feeding a lot of our principles and inflation. Uh, I do want to talk about the general political atmosphere a little bit, though, because it's, it's really highly charged these days. Um, for, for example, police arrested an armed stalker near Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot's home this past week. And then in your own or in the general race, not necessarily your race yet, uh, the Democratic candidate in the race for DuPage chair, Deb Conroy, got death threats because that state representative introduced a bill to facilitate the sharing of health information among agencies, which frankly, as somebody who covered politics in Springfield for quite a while, was a pretty innocuous bill. Um, but a rumor mill got started and people got angry about what they were being told was in a bill like that. And next thing you know, she's getting death threats. So can you talk a little bit about that, in fact, even your primary opponent uh, uh, got involved in that as well. 
Well, Craig, I think this is where experience matters. And was a bill that was requested by our own health health department uh, and, and Deb Conroy, uh, our, our, the chief sponsor of that bill, uh, be misconstrued by a couple of right-wing uh, political uh, factions of the Republican Party. Uh, you know, concentration camps, we're going to kill your dog. I mean, I mean, stuff. And then, you know, when I first saw this, I, I read the bill and I'm like, there's nothing like this in this bill. It's This is more about data sharing and, and uh, you know, trying to get more timely data. And then I picked up the phone, called the health department and realized uh, they told us this was our bill. So I kind of sit back and, and then I, I'm watching my opponent basically pile on uh, and, and continue to spread the, spread the mistruths on this bill. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, the, you know, what happened to Deb Conroy should, should not have happened. I mean, you know, when you shake the crazy tree, naturally they're going to, and you tell them mistruths, they're going to react and, and they did. And uh, I had, you know, I was with the mayor of Elmhurst uh, that Saturday after uh, that happened. And we had uh, we had her under 24 hour surveillance uh, with Elmer's police and also the state police. And you know what? That is my friend. I mean, we may be opponents in the general, but she's still my friend. And and uh, I don't agree with every bill she sponsors. Uh, she's helped me sponsor other bills with Medicaid and autism and epinephrine. And we've gotten a lot done together. Um, but nobody deserves what she went through. Uh, it's embarrassing. And I, I called Greg out. I was like, you know, you should have read the bill. You should have made made the phone call. And um you know, it's up to him how he handles it. If I was him, I would have said, hey, I, I misread this. I, I thought these were facts that were factual and they weren't. But you know, he decided to double down. And and that's that's uh, that's an inexperienced commissioner that was appointed recently and now wants to lead our county. So hopefully people see through this and realize that uh, it takes leadership. Uh, this is not student council and this is not uh, an entry level position. This is a county bigger than seven states in population and a half a billion dollar taxpayer funded budget that we need to be accountable for and we need to be judicious in how we conduct ourselves as, as professionals. We've only got a couple of minutes left, but I can't leave this conversation without talking a little bit about autism because that is something that's very personal for you. And to, to, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, Brianna's Law and, and, and what's still going on on the, in the field before my daughter was diagnosed with autism and it was my joy to help all those kids in our county uh, deal with their issues autism down syndrome cp and then when my daughter was diagnosed and we realized there was no insurance coverage for her condition but texas and indiana had passed laws to protect those kids i looked at those laws in those states and i created brianna's law in illinois and we lost five bills against speaker madigan who took the side of the insurance lobby um, I was literally thrown out of his office in veto session, but in the, in the end, we got, uh, we, I, I, I got together with Madigan and called him out and he allowed the bill to pass. And, uh, and we again became, a, a you know, the number one state in the country for insurance protection. How often is Illinois number one in anything, you know? So, but if I could unite 177 legislators as we did in 2008, and as I've done with seven more laws, you know, just think of what I could do as I did with those skills as mayor uh, and, and what I can bring those skills uh, as county board chairman, bringing people together um, on both sides of the aisle uh, to help people. You know, as, if I'm chairman of the board, I will be building uh, uniting people around common issues of how we can build a therapy center at DuPage County and serve the one in three children in DuPage who are on Medicaid. Uh, think about that one in three of DuPage children uh, are in Medicaid. We talk about diversity and how we could serve those folks. If I'm chairman of the county board, I will cater to all of our kids, um, whether they have or they have not 
and make sure that they have the ability to succeed in life and be less dependent on government later on, just like my daughter is, who's college bound next year. And, uh, you know, she had a lot of opportunities because she had a mom and dad that loved her and had the money to do things. And now she's got great insurance. We want to make sure that those Medicaid kids have uh, have tools to succeed as well, too. So uh, as county board chairman, uh, you know, my goal would be to make DuPage the, the model of, of, of counties for this country and take care of our people. Well, that is going to be the final word in this conversation. That is Pete DeCiani. He is a DuPage County board member and a Republican candidate for county board chairman. Pete, thank you for spending the time with me this week. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, to our listeners, if you would like a copy of this program or just to hear it again, please visit our website. That is WBBMnewsradio.com. There is a link on the homepage. You can also find our podcasts on uh, odyssey.com. We will be back next week with another edition of that issue, and I hope you'll be listening. Until then, I'm Craig Delamore, News Radio 1059 WBBM. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 